Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, thanks for coming back. Thanks for joining us. Throughout this episode, you may hear some power tools in the background because there are other grown men building me a fence in my backyard so my dog can run around and could I build a fence? I don't know, probably. Would it take me a long time? Yeah, because the last time I set posts, it was for a jungle gym for my children. And when I tried to go across the monkey bars, everything fell on me. So I don't put, I don't set posts anymore. But speaking of uh, really nothing I'm talking about, across from me as always with his mustache is Cyrus Amundsen. Hello, I have grown men redoing my deck. Yeah, for the same reason you think you want to put me in charge of a deck now there there was a day back in time where I built some of my own furniture and was thinking about going off the grid and losing my mind I was going real deep sure. down that but to, this is not that day and I, right. I my wife's wonderful father Papa Dave is going to f- finish that the frame is good Chad it's got good sure. it's got good bones as they say on those shows that I hate but it's yeah. so we have to take the stuff up and the help is busy at her job so she can't do it so <laughs> my buddy uh my buddy Cody who works at BTK painting I was like hey man can you do this and he was like yeah I think I can figure it out and then he came over and it turns out it's like he doesn't also really like he's never really used the tools before And I'm not, so it's the two of us as like adult 30-ish year old men trying Mm -hmm. to like, well, what if we turn the crowbar that way? (laughs) Because the paint is so thick on the deck that you can't, it's, the boards aren't coming up easy. It's a mess, but yeah, it's just too, but we're getting it, man. We're getting it. Yeah. And then another grown man is going to come in and do the rest of the work. So I, I hear you. Yeah, so, uh, you know, behind me you can see a a farmhouse table that I built with my own hands and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So I know how I can do it. The problem is I don't know other things about it because the the planks on the farmhouse table have shrunk somehow and what my the Wiener High Five twins like to do when they spill fruity pebbles is push it into the cracks and so now it's just like some (laughs) sort of, uh, you know, like you have like to keep food in your mustache. They like to keep food like squirrels in the cracks of the table in case I forget to feed them for a while or something. But that's uh, that's what's going on with the power tools in case anyone's wondering. I had, when I started building like coffee tables and a TV stand and stuff, like the first thing I built, I was like, I want to build my own coffee table. And I, I was living out in LA. And so, and this is back when wood wasn't a bazillion dollars. And so I, I drove to this old, like this reclaimed wood place out in like Agora or some shit. And they had old bridge wood from, I, where was it from? Like Santa Barbara's, like some like tore down bridge. And I was like, okay. I bought a bunch of it and I was like, man, I'm going to like, look at me making something out of something. I, and then I had that moment where I was like, <laughs> oh, these boards are so long and I've got my Honda Accord with me. So I'm like strapping, like they're hanging out of the trunk and I get home and I'm so excited. I've watched the videos and I make this thing. I get it done and I didn't conceptualize the size of like normal coffee tables. This thing looks like it was made for Andre the Giant's bigger brother, Keith the Giant. It was, <laughs> it was so comically big. 
and I put wheels on it, so it just looks like this silly old wooden cart, and it got passed around. It, like when we moved home from California, I was like, I don't need that, and it just wound up in my parents' garage. So I don't know where Keith the Giant's coffee table is right now, <laughs> but I think it's in one of my family members' shed, and you'd never, you'd be like, you'd have to you'd sit on the couch you want to eat at the coffee table. You'd have to stand up. <laughs> it's, it's so funny that you picked Keith because I don't think any parents would name two children Andre and Keith. Those are such different names where you go, hey, Andre, why is your brother's name Keith? He was adopted. <laughs> he was adopted. He came with the name. I don't do a good Andre, no, man, but not, that's my best effort. It's not bad. It's not a bad Andre, but I want to go deeper into the scenario where a family had Andre the Giant, right? And <laughs> and he has that disease. I forget what it's called, but he has the giganticism. Keep, it's keep keep growing disease. Yeah, he has keep growing disease. And then they're like, we really want another kid. But, you know, our first kid had keep growing disease. So I, I think we should adopt. And somehow <laughs> in this scenario, the kid they adopted, Keith, also has keep growing disease and got even bigger than Andre. <laughs> So great. They just needed uh, Andre's brother to be able to carry him to the crib because they couldn't do it. Have you ever watched any of the documentaries on Andre the Giant? No, not once. Oh, man. It's it's like I loved old wrestling and I'm fascinated by Andre the Giant. I mean, a pinnacle moment in size child uh, child years was when Hulk Hogan body slammed Andre the Giant. Mm -hmm. But he... The docu There's a couple documentaries about him that are really great, but they all kind of are like a biography combined with an episode of Ripley's Believe It or Not, where they sure. like, oh, he had to drink 700 beers to get a buzz, stuff like that. It's, it's really... <laughs> I actually, uh, living in northern Minnesota, I know quite a few people like that. <laughs> yeah. It really is 700. Yes. How you didn't go down the route of dad humor there i'm very proud of you can i you. i want to ask you speaking of dads i would like to okay. start today's program i know i'm not in charge but i would like you're, you're kind of in charge i would like to start there's no way i'm in charge it, the, no chance you're right sorry the i was just trying to listen i was trying to let the listeners think that there was something else going on here but you're right at best case i'm third in charge out of three people in this show <laughs> and I want to ask you, I know this week was Olivia's graduation party, and I know... It was. And I, I want to ask you about that, but first, I need, to, I need to ask you about the shirt you're wearing that I love. I would like you to talk about it. So this, uh, okay, this shirt Because for, for, for the listeners, I'm just looking yep. in a camera at a man who appears to be wearing a camouflage shirt, but there's more to it. Right, so if you... Uh, so what I like to do is I like to wear this in June... And I like to wear it everywhere. It's a it's a sweatshirt, and I wear it around. And then people will go, "Oh man, sweet unique camo." And I go, "Oh thanks, take a look." And then they look closer, and it's a bunch of. Um, it's not men. You can't like see dicks or anything, but it is the silhouette of men in what would be provocative poses. Think, uh, i.e. Rose on the Titanic. Draw me like one of your French girls, Jack, or. Uh, Costanza on Seinfeld. If they, if women were into calendars with naked men on cool cars, these are the poses. 
These are the poses, yeah. So, and it's uh, it's I wear it because June is Pride, and I I find myself being uh, an ally, even though sometimes people don't agree with that because, you know, I I, I speak my mind on all topics. Sure. And so, but I, I I really like wearing this, and uh, and it's just kind of a fun conversation starter, especially if you're getting breakfast with a bunch of. Uh, old farmers yeah. and they 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 ask you to sit down and you sit down and they're like what do you got going on there and i explain it and they're like yeah but here's the greatest thing about old men farmers they don't give a fuck about anything anymore they've they've really seen more than you and i will ever see because of like wars and stuff and they just go oh all right interesting and that's it you know they just say interesting and start picking at their hash browns again so it is kind of a fun shirt to wear counterpoint i don't think that's all of them let me follow up with uh, <laughs> let me uh, follow up with an idea that I may have pitched on this show before. Have I ever told you about Hot Rods? Hot is Rods? it the show? Okay, no, go ahead. No, is, have I told you about? I'll tell you if this is a bit that somebody's been ruining on me. My other brother and I, Jess, have an idea, a business idea, and if this is something he got off Reddit, I'm gonna fucking lose it. I might have to find yeah, a new I, fan. I, hope, I really hope so. But have I talked about Hot Rods? Hot Rods on this show? Uh uh-uh. uh so Hot Rods, Hot Rods is a annual calendar. It's an annual car calendar with, that is provocative with a guy named Hot Rods sexually posing on a bunch of cars. So it's Hot yeah, Rods, Hot Rods. To me, that is an all-time... If I actually had the ability to produce something and promote it and advertise it, which I do not, that is going to sell a million copies at Christmas. It would. It's Hot Rods, Hot Rods. I think you could Chef take it a kiss. step further. You could put the exhaust pipe underneath the car facing forward and calling it Hot Rods, Hot Rods, Hot Rod. <laughs> I think you could give the car a dick and really add another Hot Rod and spice it up. We can't go down that road because it'll just be you and me talking about truck nuts <laughs> and truck pussies for the rest of the show. I want to hear about graduation weekend. Okay, graduate. So it was great. Uh, if you've listened to the show in the past, you're probably thinking, oh, here comes a story about Chad crying, mm-hmm. and you'd be wrong. That was time. my first question. That was literally the first question I texted you. Not a tear. How much did you cry? Zero. Not a tear. Yep. Because I have changed my attitude a little bit, and instead of thinking, oh my God, this is the end of a, of a chapter. This is the end of parenting. You know, that's, I was kind of getting way ahead of myself. And instead, I've started thinking, this is the beginning of so many cool things for Olivia and me, you know, because I'm going to get to go on some trips I didn't get to go on before uh, when, when lockdown happened. And so it's just going to be a nice new chapter. I got a really cool, I did the Bob and Tom show uh, before I did Limestone Festival. And again, I'm just going to throw this out. I cannot recommend Limestone Festival more. Sure. There were so, every comedian was incredible. But I uh, did Bob and Tom, a uh, nationally syndicated, actually worldwide syndicated radio program. We love Bob and, and Tom. And then I was talking about Olivia leaving and talking about how much it sucked. And then this guy emailed me and he goes, just so you know, my daughter left last year. And I was it was really hard on me. But we have such a cool relationship now because I'm kind of doing my own thing. She's doing her own thing. But we still have this together thing. So... I'm just kind of looking forward to new new things in the horizon. Sure. At least I'm at least that's what I'm telling myself so I don't cry in public. Mm-hmm. Now, I love it. The best man in my wedding, Christian, who's been on the show, mm-hmm. 
he he flew in for the graduation. Oh wow! So he got here Thursday night. Olivia made salmon. The big the big meal at the house these days is salmon, uh, home style potatoes, and peas. And so okay. she so we made that meal for for Christian. He brought a bottle of bourbon, drank a little bit of that, played Tenzi, which is a dice game. Watusi. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, just had a blast. Friday morning, get up. I had to do some stuff for the graduation party. Christian came out. We just had a blast at the cabin, blah, blah, blah. We go to graduation, and now I think, this is it. I'm going to start crying in public. But I keep thinking, you know, ahead, ahead, ahead. Um, She walks across the stage. She sang in the choir. She played in the band. I'm telling you, this kid is a fucking animal. She just does everything. Sure. Now I'm going to cut to, well, then my friend Regan, who also stood up in the wedding... Great friend of mine, um, not great at you know keeping marriages together, but blah blah blah. <laughs> uh, so they uh, Regan came up and we went golfing, and Isaac, my son, came golfing with us. So I was golfing with three people that were in my wedding. I mean, Isaac was six months old, but still, he was there. It was kind of cool. Yeah, it was kind of cool. I was absolutely annihilated by the ninth hole. I mean, I was crushed. And so any text message I got Saturday from about... Just to be clear so people understand, you're not talking about losing a golf match. I was so drunk (laughs) that at one point they had to come get me and turn me around to hit the ball the right way on a course I have played a hundred (laughs) times. I was so hammered. And so maybe I'm dealing with my emotions in a different way. I, we're going to have to sure, talk about it. It doesn't matter. Sure. So I'm wasted. And, um, God, we had just so much fun. What, Olivia came out. We went and got pizza, got to hang out, all that stuff. Cut to the graduation party. So Saturday morning before golf, I had to drive from the cabin to Fargo, North Dakota, which is one hour and 40 minutes away. Yeah. Okay. I had to get an ice cream machine. That I was told was going to be incredible. Yeah. It, sure. it served soft serve ice cream because Olivia, for her party, was having a Sunday bar. Oh. We crushed up all these cookies. What a hero. We cut up Reese's pieces, you know, peanut butter cups. Yeah. We cut up, uh, you know, Snickers, all the shit, bananas, strawberries. We got some whipped cream. We got some caramel. We got some chocolate. If you wanted it, we had it. Mm-hmm. So we go. Get, I go get this ice cream machine, bring it back. He gives me the instructions. Cut to Sunday morning. He goes, it's going to take an hour and a half at the most to freeze this. I go, no problem. What I do, I add a half hour to it. I go, I'm going to start it at one because the party's at three. No problem. We're going to have ice cream waiting in case we get some fucking early birds like at garage sales. Can I get this for a quarter? Get out of here. So three o'clock rolls around, 250 rolls around. It's still soup. It's still liquid in the thing it is not freezing and i'm i'm doing all the stuff they told me to do and so we go to the store and we get ice cream we had to they're scooping ice cream shout out to the people that were working lynn you were a magician making sure i so you're ice going cream was to buy physical ice cream because the machine made in in a container right so these so people are scooping this ice cream and bringing it over and setting it in a dish in front of this fucking antique ice cream machine that is not working. So it, it's almost like at a cooking show, 
You know where they cut to the finished product? Where they're like, so now you pour the liquid into the machine and then boom. And they cut to like an hour later, like, and here's ice cream. That's what it looked like. And so I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm keeping it together. You know, it's it's warm in the place to where we're at. The ice cream's melting a little bit. The thing isn't go, the thing isn't freezing. But I'm still having a good time. I grabbed myself a Moscow mule. Little hair of the dog because sure. I was hungover. Yeah, absolutely. I had to put I had to put four pallets together for a backdrop and was sweating like through every pore in my body, just alcohol. Yeah, and so it's from, just from running gone. down your face into your mouth and getting you. Really it was. Drunk. Have you ever have you ever sweat all at once? Like I'm not talking where you can and it beads down. I'm talking it just pushes out. All at once, like you know those um, those things you could get at Spencer Gifts, where you could put your hand underneath it and push up, and it was a bunch of pins. Yeah, and they yeah, all yeah. came up at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it felt like out of my face. It was just like <laughs> every pore had sweat coming out of it. So, grab a Moscow Mule, shooting the shit with everybody. Now I have to bring this thing, this thing back, this machine back. Ooh. And so I bring it back, and I think. There's no reason to ruin someone's day, right? Good, good for you. So I go in. Yep, that's what I'm trying to do. I go in and I say, I say. He goes, "Hey, how did it work?" And I go, "Before I answer that, let me ask you a question. Did you have any uh, part in making this ice cream machine?" And he said, "No." And I go, "Great. So we know it's not your fault." I go, "Now I'd like to tell you, I'm also not paying for the machine." And he goes, well, you have to pay for the machine. I go, no, 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 but I don't because we didn't use it. Didn't work. It finally froze at four, like four forty. So there was twenty minutes left. And then even when you use the uh, the handle to get the soft serve to come out, one of the little plugs that keeps everything in fell out, and so the ice cream just it looked like a cow with diarrhea. It was the craziest thing in the world. So he goes. Well, maybe if I would have been there, I could have helped you. And I was like, what would you have done? Put the cookies back together so they could dip it in the fucking milk that your machine made? So now I'm like, now I'm getting mad. Also, the idea that his solution is, well, if I maybe if I had just, like, he's an hour and 40 minutes away. What a silly counterpoint. Yeah, and you know, he also, he goes, well, I'm going to have to run a batch through it to see if it works. And I go, regardless of what happens when you do this, yesterday we did not have ice cream. Yeah. We had one girl from the hockey team pour some basically liquid into a cup and drink it to be funny. That's what we used. (laughs) I mean, she goes, I don't like ice cream, but I love this. I mean, just trying to like... Loosen it up a little bit. Also, I know your daughter's great at everything, but whoever this fun, funny hockey hero <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, that's, that's, that's the MVP of this story so far. Yeah, so then the guy goes, uh, well, sir, you have to pay for it because you rented it. We could have rented it to other people. And I go, well, it wouldn't have worked for them either. So now I'm holding the machine in my hand, and I just prop it up a little bit higher. And I go, I'm holding this machine hostage until you tell me I don't have to pay for it. Because I was like, I'll, in my head, I'm thinking, I'll just drop it and shatter it. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to pay for a machine, but it's going to make for a great story. But then the guy finally goes, okay, okay, set it down, let's talk about it. So I go through all the stuff, and he goes, yeah, you did it right. And I go, 
I know. I, I'm not looking for your encouragement. I just want... Uh, man, it was... I thought to myself, something's going to happen here where we're going to make the news. And I don't need to make the news. So I just finally, I go, run the thing through. Call me later and tell me if it works. And guess what? It didn't work. There's an element out. So there's like two freezing elements and one of them was completely out. So that and as negative as I've felt about this ice cream man, ice cream rental man leading yep. into this point of the story, I'm going to give him some credit here because he absolutely could have called you and be like, oh, it worked. So right, right. Good for yeah. him. No, it was classy move. Now, and, uh, now you know, if you'd have just hired Dr. Ice Cream to come in, you know, there's a lot of things you could have done better to solve this problem, obviously, per his point. But good for him for... There's no doubt about that. Um, we also could have just scooped ice cream from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like a not crazy thing to do. I would have been happy to just sat there and said, hey, and I talked to everybody that comes through the line. Now, Olivia was thrilled. She didn't even know this was going on because she was at her own station talking to people right as they got there. And that's a good so that's move. Good that's what you got to do on somebody's day. You can't give them the difficult news. Two things from my wedding. One, you remember we had a frozen yogurt bar at my wedding. And yep. we hired somebody to do a few things for our wedding, somebody that you and I know. And they were in charge of that very same thing. Like, hey, you have to start the ice cream machine at this, t the, the yogurt machine at this time. And yeah. Uh, yeah. they just didn't do it. So everybody got uh -huh. there and was like, I want ice cream or yogurt and uh, soup. So, but, you know. Yeah. And, and here's what I think. If you go to a, a, an ice cream sundae bar and there's no ice cream, the fact that you can just grab little chunks of Reese's peanut butter cups is still a win. Sure. So there was no way this was going to end poorly other than the fact that I had over six hours of windshield time driving this thing back and forth. And that, you know, you know how gas is expensive. Thanks, Biden. I'm so sick of the political fat cats driving the po chad the political fat cats in this country <laughs> driving the gas prices up not only here but around the world the other thing that happened come on brother the other thing that happened at my <laughs> wedding that so this is far more dramatic but good on you for not being like olivia there's no ice cream my I, we've probably talked no, about I this never. we've probably talked about this my nephew uh, the baby boy, Ethan Heidorn. Oh, yeah. Madonna scale Ethan. You know this story. He got in a car accident driving from my wedding uh, ceremony to the, re to the reception. And right. the sort of accident that the car just went away and he had to get a new car. And I'd also like to say when he got there, when I went to see if he was okay, I picked glass out of his hair. That kind of accident. He and no one told me. And I'm right. both like, I don't like that. I don't like that no one told me. But I understand why they didn't because on my wedding, you know that scene in Forrest Gump where he runs the braces off his legs? Yeah. That had just been me and my autoimmune body. Like, it, it, it had been a combination <laughs> of Forrest Gump and John Henry because if somebody would have told me that Ethan got hit in a car accident a mile or two from where we're at, I'd have just ran through my psoriatic arthritis to try to help. And then after he was okay, I'd have just gone and laid on the road and probably died. So I appreciate them yeah. not telling me. Do you, know, do you know who made that 
executive decision. Who? Was it Big Bad Voodoo Daddy? Was it really you? Yep. I didn't know I that. I said I said we cannot tell the bride and groom about this until he gets here and is okay. That well, good for you. I do a lot. Of, I make a lot of executive decisions when I'm not supposed to. I'm very good at it. I'll be like, listen, I, I know there's a lot of family here and I'm not part of it, but I, I'm the one that makes the decisions around here. Have you heard the podcast? Size number three out of three. I just, that, the idea that in, an, in, an, in an, a moment where you're right, there were seven siblings, two yeah. parents, Aunts and uncles, cousins, uh, that you stepped in. Because when you asked me that, I was like, I knew the way you asked it, it was you. But my brain was like, well, it's my dad or my mom or Janine's or John, Ethan's parents. Well, probably maybe my sister or her husband would take charge. Yeah, your name was lower on that list. But you just uh, you just became. It took, do you know how long it took me to take, to talk them into it, to not telling you? Zero seconds. Because I went, you know Cy, right? <laughs> and everyone went, oh, yeah. Great idea. And that was it. I didn't even have to say the rest of it. <laughs> they just all went, oh. Yeah, so it was uh, it was really something else. But just to end the story, um, dude, my daughter is such a rock star. I mean, so is my son, but this day was about her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she handled it well. And it's so fun to watch her talk to adults. And the fact that... I had two, three people that were in my wedding to hang out on Saturday. And it was just, it was exactly what I needed. But I was so emotionally cashed on Sunday night that I just stared. You know, when you listen to a book on tape and you see something on the other side of the highway and it's like, uh, so they, chapter one, they walked into the bar to make sure that the outlaws were handling their business. And then you see something across and then all of a sudden it's like, Chapter 10. So I was just watching a show and I was two episodes through the show and had no idea what was happening. I was so emotionally exhausted, but it was fantastic. We're out of the woods. It's summer of Chad has started officially and uh, I'm stoked, man. I'm stoked. Next stop, I drop Olivia off at college and then that will be tears. And we're not even going to talk about that on podcast because I don't know if I'll be able to make it through. I thought you were going to say next stop, the winter of Chad. You watch your dirty fucking whore mouth. I, don't you say winter. I think I should put together a soundtrack for the summer of Chad. I think that's going to be my... I don't have a lot going on. That's where I am as a human being. You said that, and I thought, what if I made a mixtape for Chad? <laughs> oh, man. I've got a... I'll, when he finishes it, I'll put it on the Patreon. Brooks sent me a uh, a cold open, like a... Brooks has been getting really into music and making some cool stuff, and he sent me a Moose in the Morning intro, but not a, like, wacky, schmacky one. Just this okay. one. It's, I, I can't even explain it, but it's fucking great. And uh, I'll, maybe I'll put it on the Patreon or something, but he sent it, and it, I, I thought it was awesome. Well, that'd be real great, Sai. I'd love to hear it. I can't believe I've been away from the podcast for so long. I can't believe it's been amazing. Thank you. It's great to have you back, Moose. Can I go away for 100 years? <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Our garage sale was this weekend, and it was it was successful. Uh, you know, how much money you make? We, how much money you make? That's the only important question. We, I think, you know, I, we worked. It's not the only important question. Let me tell you, I worked really hard to get it set up, and okay. you know, we did everything. We spent. We had to spend a little money to get it set up, and then you know, we ran the garage sale, and we made probably I think negative thirty five dollars. So. We yeah, made negative. Yeah, that's, that was the that's so why I wanted to know because I don't know people that make money on garage sales if you factor in hourly wages and shit. I don't think anyone. And we, and we haven't even factored in hourly wages, and I charge a lot. So <laughs> the what we got to the point at the end of the garage sale, there was this lady who, so the lady who used to live here with all the stuff, people loved her garage sales, which makes sense because she has all the stuff. She now she lives yeah. in a different place in the neighborhood, and I went to her garage sale, and I was like, "Look at all this stuff! I love it." Yeah, that's great. And uh, so there was a woman who stopped at our house on Friday. Like, is she having the sale? And I was like, "I'm not. We're new. <laughs> like, I've never. I've the roller coaster of emotion that this woman who pulled up in her old pickup truck. Like, is it happening? And then I had to tell her she doesn't live here anymore. And this woman was crushed and then i go whoa, 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 whoa. she lives over here and then she got really excited again so uh <laughs> now did you say she didn't because she was in a pickup hell yeah you trying to do that hell she doesn't let me tell you something brother she did she doesn't live here no more live here she don't live here no more but there are some there are some things that live here that'll be sold tomorrow that no one will buy and so I saw a guy in Mexico once not even attempt to speak Spanish, but put like a Mexican accent on English. <laughs> and it was that he goes, uh, hey, can, uh, I was wondering if I could get some wheat toast. And I'm like, what are you doing? It was just like a table next to me. And I was just like, that's not even close. Uh, he's just doing Cheech and Chong. Yeah, I know. Hey, just, if I could get yeah, some, I born in East LA. Hey, somebody, if somebody could give me some avocados, I would really like that stuff. Like that, it was yeah, so absolutely ridiculous. And by the way, this is the stuff I'm talking about that I talk about. That people go, he's not an ally of anybody. But this is, I just tell it like it is, and that's what the guy was doing, and it made me giggle quite a bit. You're about at the age where your next album could be called something fucking stupid, like tell it like it is. You're at that, you're, you're, what you got. That's actually going to be my catchphrase. <laughs> After every joke, I'm going to be like, tell it like it is. There's that, I, I don't understand how it happens, and it doesn't always happen, but you know you reach that point in your life where you're just not connected to anything anymore. You don't have a real un understanding of society. You're not around enough people of different ages, and you just, it's just you yeah, in your own insane. 10 years ago, 10 years ago for me, yes. And I then know. your next album is called, like, Hard Truths or some bullshit like that. <laughs> truth, truth be told. It's the thing that I hate about, the thing that I hate about alcohol is when you... There's, as people get older and start, you know, continue to drink, and they drink in that way where, like, drinking's the thing. Like, hey, we're going to go out on the boat and drink. And I'm like, I would rather shoot myself in the foot. Like, I don't, are sure. you going to go out on the boat and fish and, like, hang out? Are you going to tube and alcohol is going to be there? Cool. But if it's like, hey, we're going, 
we're going to go sit on the deck and drink. Like, well, you are not an interesting person, and I'm not interested in spending time with you. Sure. Can I tell you what I love about alcohol? I know that was very judgmental, oh, by the way. I'm no, old. never mind. I just looked down. I only have 10 hours left on my SD card, so I can't, uh, I can't start that list because I'll leave some stuff off. But here, the thing that I don't like about alcohol is there are people who, as they age, you know, we have... Because when you get drunk when you're younger, it's just kind of like... I mean, I'm not saying it can't be messy or scary or sad, but it's, it's kind of an adventure. You're like, oh, look, it's like a deer learning how to walk. <laughs> yeah. The, so when I started drinking, it wasn't until after high school. And it was basically because I was immature and I was always shooting my mouth off and doing dumb stuff. But And people would be like, oh, what an asshole. But then people would get drunk and do it. And they're like, oh, my God, it's so funny. And so I was like, well, I'll just drink and be myself instead. There were times where I would pretend to drink and just be myself. And they're like, oh, my God, Chad's wasted. And I was just drinking water out of a beer bottle. But still, I mean, I, I get why when, when people are young, it's to lose your inhibitions and really go for it. It's Yeah, and there's, there's, a, there's a, almost a charm to it. I'll tell you what there's not a charm to when you're young. When you work at a deck bar and everybody gets drunk the night before in separate places. And then you have to listen to a bunch of servers and bartenders talk about, like, tell this. You remember these stories? Like, yeah, we went out and I had, like, you know, two Yag bombs. And then, you know, uh, then we were, like, drinking beers for a while. And it's just people, like, basically doing a grocery list of the stuff they drank. You're like... I one sure. time they did it all summer long, and Joel just watched me boil. Well, because that's the other thing about working in a restaurant. The only person that really works until the restaurant opens. Like I know you, is people are gonna get pissed off at me about this. I know you fucking wipe off tables and you got money out of the safe, but the cooks are actually doing shit, right? I know you. Right. I know you put the bottles in order, Jeff. But I, I, did the, I did the cleaning and the preparatory work to make people enjoy themselves. Yeah, Olivia just got a job for the summer cooking at the golf course. And I was like, well, you don't want to be a server? And she goes, no. If the servers make a mistake, the table yells at them. And if the cook makes the mistake, the table yells at the server. And I was like, oh, that's actually good thinking. <laughs> so Not at Arrowwood Deck Bar, brother, because it's an outdoor bar and grill that's open air. So when there's a mistake... Oh, so they can see you. Literally, yeah. I, watched, I watched servers turn and point at us. And so, Joel, but Joel watched me listen to people list their alcohol lists all summer and just watched me boil at 9 o'clock yeah. in the morning. And then one day late in the summer just watched me like freak out, say a bunch of, you know, nearly illiterate curse words and then mm -hmm. just shout the words, none of these are stories. And then just I just went home for the day and I felt bad. I left Joel there alone, but I think it was a slow day. Uh, I have a good server story. When Regan and Christian and Isaac and I were golfing on Saturday, we were out on the deck drinking, but we had other plans, so relax. And uh, sitting there, and this server comes out, and she was the beer cart gal as well. Yeah. And she was, you know, she, much younger, but I, I will just say, you know, she was well endowed and a, and a cuter young lady. Right. Is endowed so well endowed means Hooters, but doesn't it always is there an endow? Isn't that a financial term too? Isn't this, so is this one of these double terms? 
Well endowed doesn't in, doesn't doesn't endowed also mean you got a big wank, right? You got a big donger. I, I yeah, I think it's for each. Yeah. Okay. For each. But um so she comes out. Is an endowment out. a thing? Yeah, an endowment, sure. Okay. Yeah, it's in, it's an Checking it's, it out. Well, it's an a, it out? it's an adjective. It's informal. Of a man having a large penis, of a woman having large breasts. They used it in a sentence. The blouse was displayed by a well-endowed model. Sure. Okay, so this gal. And again, I'm not trying to be gross or pervy, but she just was well-endowed because we heard the table next to us who were our age, so my age, and they were talking about this gal and, uh, and her chest. Okay. And so I was kind of like, dudes, come on. She's like your daughter's age. Oh, it doesn't, you know what, but she's not my daughter's friend. Like that kind of stuff, right? And so I'm just kind of chirping what at sound them. sound reasoning? I'm chirping at them, and she comes out, and she is from a town near here where their mascot are, if, if you're in guys' sports, it's the cowboys, and if you're in ladies' sports, it's the cowgirls. And so I hear where she's from, and I go, oh, cowgirl. And then oh, these guys no, must know what I was Chad. talking about. So they say, oh, I'm really into Yellowstone right now. Have you been watching Yellowstone? And uh, then she goes... I haven't seen it, but my parents love it. And I started laughing, all four of us, like pounding the table laughing like, you been served, bitch. You been served. It was so great. You're, yeah, that the old guy who still, yeah, I love that dynamic when there's a, a moment where like, they say something like, oh, yeah, no, no, I think my grandpa is into that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, so your, your old dick isn't getting within a hundred miles of, of the neighborhood I live in there. Exactly. Their grandpa golfy golf. A, <laughs> a endowment fund, a financial endowment, is a legal structure for managing and in many cases indefinitely perpetuating Perpetuating, perpetuating a pool of financial, real estate, or other investments for a specific purpose according to the will of its founders and donors. Sure. What I'd like to do for the rest of my life, I have about four apps on my phone to help me fall asleep where Matthew McConaughey will tell a story that goes absolutely nowhere, so probably just a story that he told. But... I, I want to fall asleep. I want to try this. I would like you to go through the dictionary and try to enunciate and sound out words and pronounce them. And that's what I'd like to fall asleep to. I think it'd be perpetually. perpetually, And then I think that'll put me right to bed. I like that. Will you do that for me? No. The thing with drinking that I was getting to is there's sure. some charm to... And to clarify the earlier comments, because there's nothing worse than people, if you're not drinking or drunk, than other people who the only thing they're doing is being drunk. Like there's no, sure. there's no anything else. Like there's not a game. There's not even a campfire. There's nothing else to do except just sit next to you and being involved in a conversation that is meaningless because it doesn't land with this person. And so... I think, although, like, there's, like, some charm to young drunk. Let's try it. Just wait. Let's try it. I'll be the drunk person. Okay. And you be, you be you having a conversation with me. Hey, hey did you ever, uh, you remember we were talking about that stuff with this, this, 
I fucking love you, man. I ever tell you that in high school? I fucking love you, man. Man, can you imagine the opinions we've ha- we would have of each other if we'd have gone to high school together? <laughs> you, you know how hard you know how hard it would be for me to swallow the way you bullied me, most likely. And I know you weren't a bully, but there's no way that you weren't... You would fit in with my group of friends who were my friends, but, like, also weren't my friends. You would have sunk into that. And I'm not trying to put a negative on you. I just... You're no, much, I get it. You're much cooler I than it. I am. I get it. I'd like to just uh, ask the less listeners a question quickly. When he stopped on the word swallow, when he said it, you know how hard it would be for me to swallow? And then he paused. Raise your hand right now and make sure if you're driving, you're safe. But raise your hand if you uh, thought it was going to be something real different. (laughs) My hand's up. I know you can't see me, but my hand's up. This is like this is the exact dynamic that existed with me in high school. I would try to do something and then one of my friends would point out how I did it wrong. So you would have fit in great. The point is (laughs) the... Going all the let's let's bring this full circle. Let's bring it all the way back to Chad's new album being called, you know, the hard stuff or whatever. Truth uh, be told, and uh, there there's just when when people get older and keep getting drunk, especially not like you're not at a wedding or you know a graduation or a, a golf event. Like you're not at like an event of some sort. You're just somebody who's drunk. They stop being kind of charming and adventurous and like, look, I'm, I'm a baby deer stumbling around. And it becomes about getting their ideas out. Like they walk around with all the responsibilities right. of the world and all their opinions about how everything works given their personal experience. And then they're like, I'm going to give this to you and I'm going to give it to you so close to your face that you yeah it's and i can't to me that's that's the worst of the worst and that's the one thing i do admire about my dad is that he had the dignity to die so people didn't have to deal with that around him i'm your ice cream man stop me when i'm passing by oh my i'm your ice cream man stop me when i'm passing by See, now all my flavors are guaranteed to satisfy. Hold on a second, baby. I got put my banana, Dixie cups, all flavors and push-ups, too. I'm your ice cream man, baby. Stop me when I'm passing by. See, now all my flavors are guaranteed to satisfy. Hold on one more. Well, I'm usually passing by just about 11 o'clock. <laughs> I never stop. I'm usually passing by just around 11 o'clock. And if you let me cool you one time, you'll be my regular stop. All right, boys. I'm going to put my banana pixie cups. Oh, flavors and push up to under ice cream, man. Stop me when I'm passing by. See, now all my flavors are
If you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.